Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen on demand weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. You're listening to The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. Blessings and welcome. This is The Voice of Healing, and I'm Mike Petro. You know, there's so many things going on here as we're in Dallas for the Reawakening uh, uh, Conference. You know, we last month were in the San Antonio, and it, there was so much change I'm seeing from then till now. There, you can see that there's actually a momentum that's taking place. Things are already starting to change. I was looking uh, today that in the Senate, as of yesterday, voted down the mandates for the COVID. And uh, uh, they are literally, it's, it is switching. And so we're praying for all those in Australia, Europe that are literally under this oppression and we're believing God is getting ready to do an incredible work. I'm here with Cordy Williams. He is running for Senate in the state of California. And uh, I got a chance to talk to him a little bit before, but he's literally running for the uh, old seat of Kamala Harris. And brother, doctor, it's good to have you here on the show. Well, I'm honored, Pastor Mike. Um, your, your, your church, what you've created, your people, your crew, um, you, are, you are a blessed man. And uh, I'm honored, you know, you prayed with me a few minutes ago. And uh, literally, viewers, I just want you guys to know, uh, this man is anointed. You guys already know that because you follow him. Um, and he just, he had me in tears. And, I, you know, I just want to say thank you for having me on. It's the Holy Spirit, brother. I just uh, try to hear what the Lord is saying and, and just impart it. And that, one of the things the, the Lord is saying to me about you, that this platform, he's put you on it. This is not a, just your own decision. And that, uh, you know, you're here for a reason. But man of God, let me, let me, first off, you're a, you're a Christian. Yes, sir, I am. And I'm a, you know, former Marine. I'm a guy that came from a, a really abusive background. My dad was uh, really physically, verbally abusive. And, you know, we got kicked down the stairs as kids and all that stuff. And, um, but by the grace of God, I've been, um, I've been freed, um, you know, of that. Amen. And I have kids that I that are five and three that I that I pray with every night and and they go to church they go to a Christian academy and we don't claim to be perfect I fall short every day and and I'm a lion so you know a little lion background marine background you can yeah. imagine um, but uh, the spirit of the Lord is definitely in our household and in our heart for sure Amen so you it wasn't really too long ago Cordy that you decided that you were going to run. For, for a political office, what what prompted you? Well, why why did you decide I got to get into this? Well, Pastor Mike, it was weird. You know, two years ago, I guess um, I prayed for a legacy. You know, I've got an amazing wife, got amazing kids, have an amazing chiropractic practice, and probably three months before the COVID lockdown started in California, mm -hmm. um, you know, I was praying one morning for a legacy before I went to work out. 
And then come to find out this COVID thing happens. It's, it's two weeks to slow the spread. And then it goes on and on and on. And two mm. months in, my wife comes home one day and she's like, honey, I'm tired of this. If we don't mm. do something, we're going to lose everything. Wow. And so we started going to rallies, went to two rallies. The third rally we went to before rallies were ever rallies. Um, and and w w when was this? This was May 1st of probably two years ago now. Nice. Um, 18, 19 months, two years ago. And, uh, you know, basically there was, uh, it was at the Sacramento State Capitol. It was May 1st. And Newsom had pulled the permits to this protest the night before. Wow. And it started out maybe 300 people and there was probably 15 cops. Um, an hour later, there was 2,500 people. Wow. And there was probably a force of 300 cops in full riot gear. And we weren't doing anything. We were standing there. We had signs. We were shouting things and chanting things. Before you know it, these CHP officers, who we found out later had been shipped down from San Francisco, Sacramento by Newsom, or, or uh, uh, San Francisco and north of there, uh, Ventura, all sorts of places. Um, and they'd been ordered um, to contain the crowd. They'd been ordered to arrest people. People were thrown to the ground. They were batoned. They were handcuffed. And after three hours of seeing this, Pastor Mike, I just got ticked off, turned my hat backwards, I grabbed a megaphone, I went up on Lee Dundas's boat, and I started to talk to these men about the oath they took, the oath they not only took for, for the CHP, but yeah. the oath they took for you know, the Marine Corps, the Army, the Air Force, because so many of them are former veterans. Sure. And I just talked to them about honor, courage, and commitment, and they stood down and 21 million people heard that and we launched an organization called 1776 Forever Free the following day. Amen. And to be candid, brother, we've been on the road 18 months, three weekends out every month. And I've had the honor of being on stage with guys like Roger Stone, General Flynn multiple times. Uh, we've been on national networks, all sorts of stuff. Just because I haven't been able to stop until God flipped the switch and really showed me that I couldn't acquiesce and just make money and just sit on the sidelines anymore because I got a five-year-old and a three-year-old that I don't know what they're gonna walk into in 10, 15, 20 years. Sure, maybe even sooner. Yeah. Uh, we had spoken about this earlier and, and so many things uh, that we're looking at literally are coming out of a communistic playbook. And uh, we're watching things happening in organizations. How, how does the CHP attack a bunch of Christians in a in a very um, a mild demonstration, and then let cities burn down in other states based under a communist Antifa mentality. What, what do you what, what what is your what what do you think about that? It's when a society becomes so political and so polarized that people become extorters and takers instead of God's servant leaders, mm. that's when you've lost your society. Sure. And, and, and I mean, you see that because no longer are politicians a voice for the people. Yeah. All they're doing is just taking, they're extorting and almost like whether you want to call it a prune or a wash rag that they're reining out, that's mm. what they're doing, not only from a federal standpoint, but for their constituents and states and districts that they represent. Yeah. And I just, I just got sick and tired of it, man. I just saw that like God calls us to be lions, calls us to be leaders, but he ultimately yeah. calls us to be servants, as you know. Yeah. And so in chiropractic, we have a saying to give, to do, to love, to serve out of a sense of abundance, expecting nothing in return. When's mm -hmm. the last time we actually had a man, a character that stepped up and served from that place Amen. in Washington, DC?
And, and that's the issue. You know, one of the things I see, one, one, you know, being a pastor, uh, I, I've pretty much had my pulse on things happening, not only in our country, but around the world. But so many Christians or so many people, even people that are Democrats, are coming up to me telling me I, I'm done with the Democratic Party. Um, not because of, you know, in their heart, they don't want to help her or, or whatever. It's because of what they see happening. And, and the, believe it or not, the majority of the older Democrats are, for, are conservative. I mean, that's how much the lines have switched, that they are really like, I, I don't like what I see going on right now. Yeah, well, I mean, Joe Manchin, um, I think it was a couple of days ago yesterday, said on a national program that, um, that he would be fine if the uh, Democrats kicked him out yeah. of office, right? And, and I think that says a lot. And, and I would just really speak to, to, to folks out there that, that maybe they have that relative, because I know, you know, 70% of my family has disowned me. Mm-hmm. We're not going to reach these people by talking down to them, condemning them, or spewing sure. hate. The way we're going to reach them is by asking them questions. You, you know, I think you would be better to tell me, I mean, how many times did Jesus, does he ask a question exactly. in the good book, right? It's, uh, it's that, fascinating. And that's what he did. He got people to think. So many people are telling people what to do, but we really need to send out information. I've seen so many people all over the world um, changing their opinions because they're watching what's happening. And, and uh, you know, I was saying things to the Australians that were coming and, they, you know, the, the Aussies were saying, no way, that'll never happen here. And now it's happening. And so now there's a huge voice that we have in Australia right now where people are listening, you know, and sometimes I'm just getting the tweets, uh, you know, the tweets out and, and, and little things to others that are spreading it out across the nation. But, but there's an awakening happening, there's no doubt. Um, talking about Joe Manchin, you know, the, the U.S. Senate has just voted as of yesterday that they, they view the mandates and lockdowns as unconstitutional, as unlawful by the Biden administration. And we're now seeing a pushback against what's happening. So many people are like, we've had enough. And, you know, all the, the phony news, what's happening with COVID and everything else, is now people are beginning to realize it's political. Yeah, and, you know, it's really unfortunate because I think about, you know, and I know that, that you pray for people all the time, you know, on, on the road the last 18 months, the people that have put their shoulder, their head on my shoulder and cried, about saying mm. bye to somebody through plexiglass or having a funeral, you know, on Zoom or, you know, having a child, and I've had it, like where I had to be very bold. And I got in my flesh. I got in my flesh because I had 10 flight attendants coming up on my son and said, you know, pointing at me and saying, hey, you're going to put this on your son. I said, well, unless you got a gun and 10 guys, there's no way that's going on my son's face, right? And yeah. it's like we've gotten to the point where we're a police state and, and people are almost draconianly Karen and Kevining each other, right? Yeah. Where there's this, there's this self-policing that's taking sp- place. And to your point, it's unlawful, it's unconstitutional, it's yeah. definitely not biblical, and, and, but, but that's what we're seeing, it's playing out. And now finally, there's somebody in Washington that wants to actually step up. I mean, yeah. thank God, right? You know what's amazing to me is uh, Dr. Stella Emanuel. Love her. And uh, over now 25,000 people through her, through her uh, organization that have had COVID, that have been you know, put on the hydroxychloroquine and, 
and the uh, different things that she's using. Not one death. She's had many in advanced stages, uh, all healed. We know that this medication, and then you know that's coming out also. While like when you look at uh, the attack from CNN that came on um, um, uh, the boxing guy, the you know saying he was uh, taking horse medicine, and you know, and now you see him coming back and saying this is baloney. Yeah. Well, and, and, and ivermectin has been ivermectin, used therapeutically for, for four decades. Yep. And, and there is a, a horse, well, I'll just call it a horse option with the ivermectin, yeah. but then there is a strand that's for humans. Sure. But nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about the peer-reviewed white paper research over four decades. And then nobody's saying anything about the fact that they're not requiring vaccinations to illegal immigrants. They're giving them ivermectin. Wow. And then if you're, if you're a a Walgreens or a CVS, the FDA is outlawing you from prescribing ivermectin. But if you're a compound pharmacy and you're an independent pharmacist, you can tell them to read between the lines, right? Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating. You know, it's crazy um, that th this whole ivermectin thing shows you the spin on, on the, uh, the deception that's happening. And so uh, when we see things like this, I mean, like he, uh, Joe Rogan. When yeah. Joe Rogan was talking about how that uh, it was prescribed to him from his doctor, right? It was a prescription. He said, "I didn't go get this at a at a, at a veterinary clinic. I went <laughs> and got this from the, you know, from the uh, pharmacy." So, you know, and here's a guy, you know, that was a Democrat that was anti-Trump, anti, you know, this, and and he has a huge following now saying, "This is wrong. This is really wrong. I don't like what happened." And now I'm starting to see the, the, the twist and why people are turning from us. Well, and everybody, here's the reality that I, uh, uh, that I thought about, Pastor, is, is it's so funny how until it affects your backyard and your kids and your life, exactly. you start to kind of step back and say, hey, maybe there's more to this than what meets the eye. In the face Amen. of unity, we're going to basically take this entire group of people and silence them and censor them. Yeah. If that can happen to us, at some point, the people on the other side have to flip the light and say, when's it going to happen to, or, or I mean, if that can happen to them, when's it going to happen to us? Sure. Right? And, and at some point, it's just funny, people like Rogan, I mean, thank yeah. God he came around, but like early on, you would just expect a guy that seems to have always kind of followed facts and research yeah. to have been overweight way earlier. But, you know, to your point, at least people are coming around better now than never, right? Exactly. Learn on the go with the Voice of Healing video on demand platform. Stream hours of rich understanding on any platform, any device, anytime, and anywhere right at your fingertips. Your calling is great and your promise is huge. Gain access to all the broadcasts that the Voice of Healing is releasing worldwide and catch fire for this next season. Sign up today by heading to voh.church slash watch and be inspired. The election, so many people have been talking to me about the elections and what's coming out in Maricopa County, what's coming out in Wisconsin, now Georgia. Um, obviously, this is, not, this is not made up anymore. This is not false information or fake news. There has been literally a, a deception, a false election, and so many people out there that are listening to us want to know one, do you agree with that? And two, what you would do 
to stop it? Yeah, well, that, that's a great question. I think voter integrity is one of my key platform items because mm -hmm. we've seen it up and down the state of California. Yeah. We've seen it up and down California. I mean, here's a governor with his lapdog Padilla that wasn't elected by the people, but appointed by a dictator. Sure. And, and basically, you, you know, you have a governor that said for the third time, um, and I don't know, he's in a small group of his, his good friends, um, that idiot uh, from Michigan, the other moron from Washington State, um, who are saying, you know what, we're going to call into emergency order again, an executive order, putting, putting in basically any legislation he wants so he's instituted mail-in balloting uh, universally all the way around. And you have to kind of look at that as an American. And again, it's not about Trump or Biden. It's not about who you go to bed with. It's not about gender. We have yeah. our biblical views of that. But as a future senator of the great state of California, I look at that and I just say, as a whole, we the people in California should say, man, don't we want people? If mm. I get carted to go in to get a bottle of wine or if I get carted to get on an airplane, don't we want our voting system to be fair so we really know the yes. people that are elected? And if you talk to Wendy Rogers and Sonny Borelli that are two good friends of mine, the way they've been obstructed in Maricopa mm -hmm. County and the way people have been censored and platforms have been shut down, mm -hmm. how can you not say there's something going on sure. that at best is, is nefarious and malicious and intentional? Yeah. I mean, I mean, because I was there, I was at Mar-a-Lago. Mm -hmm. On November 3rd, I was sitting right next to Jack Brewer. And yeah. a few minutes before that, I was sitting next to David Harris Jr. And I'm not saying that to name drop. I'm saying we watched as almost at two or three in the morning Eastern. It was yeah. like everybody went home to play bingo in their underwear and eat cold chili for yeah. the first time in U.S. history. And everybody wasn't saying anything about it. It was like, oh, uh, this is normal. No, no. Th what, what I seen happening on election night, number one, I said, this is impossible. It's never happened before. First off, it's completely out of the norm. And when you take those people that were supposed to be there to audit from the Republican side and they were removed or they weren't allowed to watch. And, and now we have stadiums filled with people standing next to each other with no mask on. You cannot tell me that there was something malicious going on. You cannot tell me that there wasn't a throne election because when there was counting going on after, after the, the people were there uh, to, to monitor it, it, it should have been falsified right then and there. Yeah. There, there's, and there's, there's no, it, that's what the law tells us. I don't, I don't care what anybody else thinks. That's what the law says. That it has to be, uh, there has to be people there to witness and verify those, the, uh, verify those votes. Agreed. And I mean, you're a black robe pastor and a black robe preacher. Mm -hmm. And just like we have black robe pastors and preachers and, and we got the yellow bellies, but you're seeing their churches fail, right? We need some black robe state legislators because yeah. those are the guys that should have and can and could have and still can stand up and lean in and say, you know what? We're going to take control of forensic auditing in our state. We're going to make sure that we have pollsters out there on both sides a bipartisan effort, Democratic and Republican, to make sure the votes are coming in or coming mm. in correctly and nobody's using a Sharpie or they're pressing yeah. on the screen a thousand times and nothing's coming up. That is not a red and blue Democratic Trump or Biden thing. Mm. That's just us as Americans. Sure. Like, like, because if you don't have that, what do you really have? It's just like choice. You no longer have a republic. You have a socialist communist state. Exactly. And, and, and we need to wake up to that, that there is an agenda... This is not 
fake news anymore. When you see people that are being attacked because of their views, we have seen, you know, our Constitution gives us the freedom of speech. So in that freedom of speech, we should be allowed to say what what has to be said. Agreed, agreed. And, you know, I was, uh, there's a guy out of Oklahoma named Dave Oldham Mm. that I do a lot of work with, with his glory. And and we have a show called Unfettered Liberty. And we've talked about the 4th and 5th and 14th Amendment. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially, if you break down the words in all three of those amendments, it's, it's deprivation of choice, meaning choice is such an important foundational free will. Like I, whether you look at John Locke, whether you look at Genesis and the Bible, and you know way more about uh, the Bible than I do, but, mm-hmm. but what little I know about free will and the opportunity that God gives us, and then big government's going to take that away? It's disgusting. Hori, let me ask you this. Um, another big question that I, I am always being asked are southern borders. Um, obviously, we want to see people come across, but we, we want to see it being done legally. Um, it's, it's, it's not about, you know, uh, people coming across and, and preventing good people. It's, it's preventing people coming across. And it's openly being talked about now within ICE and, and other... Uh, um, legal communities that they're, they're catching terrorists, people that are on the, uh, those type of charts. Uh, what, what would we? What would you do in order uh, your view on the southern border? Well, the first thing I would say, Pastor, is you know we have to look at the the forty five plus tenants of Karl Marx and uh, what what A. S. Harlan and January tenth of nineteen sixty three put in congressional record of the communist playbook, which was talked about in the Naked Communist. Yeah. We're 70% there. And yeah. when you look at it, there's so many things that are happening to include this self-perpetuated and created uh, border crisis that we have, right? We do have a crisis, but it's, it's a self-inflicted gunshot wound. And, and I do think we need something to turn off the faucet. That's the yeah. first thing we need. But what we also need to do is we need to really talk about what the media doesn't want to talk about. You know, when President Trump was in office, they were talking about the kids in cages. Well, the kids are still in cages and nobody's talking about it. Exactly. So, so yes, I agree that we need to be humane, and that's, mm. that's the soapbox term that they use, but, but we need to shut off the faucet. We need some type of barrier there. In addition to that, we need to embolden and embrace our ICE agents because those are warriors just like Marines are on the battlefield. And by this current administration, not red or blue again, but they have, you can just look at the stats of the 2 million people coming across the border, which is projected by January 1. And these ICE agents have been abandoned by their feckless leader in the White House. Yep. And we need to get another leader in there that, that is going to say, you know what? Your taxpayer dollars and your kid's future is just as important as the people coming across the border. Sure. And, and, and so I humbly believe that, that a border wall is important. I also believe that we should be looking at folks that have come in legally and their families, if they have a son or daughter that's, that's trying to get in and the parents did it the right way and maybe the son or daughter are, are there illegally, let's say, yep. there needs to be some fast track to citizenship for those. And I feel like that's kind of an, amica, you know, an amicable middle ground without yeah. saying, hey, let's let 2 million people in. Yeah, I think that's a smart idea. I, I mean, really, because of everything that's been going on, we need to have wisdom uh, and wisdom is a very important thing. I mean, you see what's happened in Israel and uh, why they've had to build a wall or literally they'd be at war every day. Yeah. And I, I don't think we want to see that here in our country. Amen. Uh, 
Kamala Harris, you're running for her seat. But honestly, what I've I I I've been shocked really at uh, you know honestly I'm trying to be open minded. I'm, I try to stay middle ground with the Biden administration and 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 what they're doing. But I do not. And, and here's my problem. I don't see them working for the people. I see them working for an, an agenda, but not their, not the, 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 this nation, not our people. And when we look at all that, um, Kamala Harris is part of the problem. And I'm shocked at her ratings and how ineffective she is right now. I mean, it's it's really showing us what kind of people they're putting there. The the, uh, the ratings on both her and Joe Biden, I think they bought them off of any president and any vice president in U.S. history. And as I look at this stuff, I'm thinking to myself, I mean, they're probably the most unliked politicians ever. Non-effective. Yeah. Condescending. Talking down to people like, like they don't care about those votes. What what do you see in 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 her approach to the way she's approached the office of vice president of the United States? Well, to your point, Pastor Mike, I think that it's you know it's really clear. I mean, just the polls show it. To your point, right this morning, I was looking at said twenty five percent of Americans, only twenty five percent, agree with the current administration or federal government. That's a scary that, number. It is a scary number. And then yeah. Biden was polled. And they pulled him at a 36% approval rating. Yeah. Well, for your viewers, I would just say, you got to look at that because those polls are always Democratic leaning. Yeah. So it's probably really mm-hmm. 25%. Yeah. So to your point, I think that, you know, in the Marine Corps, we, we were always taught leadership by example. And when you get where, where you're too good to take out the trash and you get where you're too good to put on your jeans and your pants and, and order the food yourself or open the car door, right? Mm-hmm. Well, one, you're getting a little bougie. Yeah. But... If you're going to lead people and you're going to lead people into battle and you're going to ask them to, to take somebody's life or, yeah. or take the place and get in front of a bullet for you, yeah. but then you don't back them up and you're not there for them. I mean, that's Kamala Harris's entire political career. Exactly. I mean, before she ever got, ever got elected to the U.S. Senate, mm-hmm. I remember all the, all, the, you know, all the controversies that were coming out um, from San Francisco and, and, and what she didn't do as a DA and how many people she let go free, how many, you know, just, you know, there's, there's so many people in that circle of Kamala, Newsom, Nancy Pelosi, that, that Big Pharma has just, Big Pharma and Soros, they've been paying them off forever. Yeah. And, and they're puppets. They're all puppets to include our president. And it's not because they're Democratic. It's not because of that, because I support t- Kennedy Democrats. Problem yeah. is, we don't have that many left. That's like 10% of the Democratic Party. Yeah. It's a shame, but you're right. We, we got we, we to gotta get back as a country. You know, years ago, a unified country. Years ago, uh, just probably five, five years ago, the Lord spoke to me. There would be a huge division within our country that would be pushed through racism. I little did I know how bad it was going to get. But you know what, too? There are those out there, uh, both black and white, that are trying to work things together, that they're seeing what's going on. They're seeing it's it's not uh, a genuine, it's ingenuine, and it's being pushed in order to maintain votes. Because honestly, a lot of a lot of black pastors, a lot of black Americans yeah. 
have jumped the jumped the line and become Republicans, all because they realize I'm conservative. I want a conservative government. I want Christian values in our country. Well, it's funny, right? It's like we're the party that's that's racist and homophobic and all this stuff, right? But it, it was so funny because it, when I launched 1776 Forever Free, the percentage of women that were involved, African-American, Hispanics, all sorts of different ethnicities and cultures. We had the LGBTQ Republican parties and communities coming out. And I know with this Senate campaign, I'm gonna have the same thing. Because ultimately, there may be biblical things where we maybe don't agree with certain you know, viewpoints or, or certain opinions that people have. Sure. But when we bring it back to the Constitution and then we bring it back to our kids and humanity, mm. that's no longer a partisan conversation. Amen. It's a bipartisan one. And I, I firmly believe constitutional choice equals national unity. And that's what's going to get us back to, 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 to that unity perspective that God ultimately wants us to have. Amen. Well, those of you that have been listening, believe it or not, the hour is up. And it's just been a great time here uh, talking to this man of God. And how would uh, those out there that want to get involved with your with your campaign, how would they get in touch with you? Yeah, so what you can do is you can go to www.cordie, C-O-R-D-I-E, number4senate.com. That's Cordy, C-O-R-D-I-E, number4senate.com. And I'll be honest, folks, we need your time, hands, and money. Um, in a few short three weeks of doing this campaign, we're up to about $35,000. We're trying to get 100000 um, by December 31st, because what that would do is I would be the Republican front runner in California. The max you can donate is 2,900. I just had a gentleman I don't even know sent a $2,000 check from Minnesota. And what we're telling people, Pastor Mike, is we're saying, this is a national referendum on whether you and I and everybody else gets to keep say over our kids, what goes into their heads and what goes into their, their veins and their brains. And that's so important. Amen. And that is true. This is uh, this is time, in order that we understand what's really going on, uh, the motives and the agendas that are being passed. Again, Dr. Cordy Williams, for U.S. Senate in the state of California. Well, brother, we appreciate you coming on, and and we're there to help. God, God bless you. God bless you, brother. I'm honored to be on. Thank you for having me. Simplify. Amen. Bless you. <laughs> If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps the Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Send us an email at radio at voh.church. And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petrone.